You are now listening to A Corporate Streets Presentation. Welcome to The Powercast. The Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have Hold Up, Let Me Finish, TJ. And this is I Will Win an Argument by Any Means Necessary, Jaren. <laughs> and this week we are talking about the ninth law. Win through actions, never through argument. And this is the time I'm going to pass it to Jaron because we need that translation, man. What you got? All right. So I kind of got a hot translation this week. I like this one. Um, okay. This is from. Um, Nothing wrong with the hot. From my man, Dale Carnegie. Uh, I would say he's the triple OG um, in this in this whole uh, self-help game. He uh, wrote the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And. um I kind of always reference that book quite often. Okay. Um, And so uh, today's no different. And so he said, you can't win an argument. This is the translation. You can't win an argument. If you lose, you lose. If you win, you lose. (laughs) You will leave feeling fine. But the other guy. He'll feel inferior, his pride will be hurt, and he will resent your triumph. Okay. A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Go ahead. That's a translation. Okay. And you know what? A few words from the OG Robert Greene is very similar to what you're saying now, but The OG says, any momentary triumph you think you have gained through argument is really a pyrrhic victory. The resentment and ill will you stir up is stronger and lasts longer than any momentary change of opinion. It is more powerful to get others to agree with you through your actions without saying a word. Demonstrate, do not explicate. And there were two things that really hit home two statements that really hit home in listening to what Robert Greene had to say. And the two things are, number one, demonstrate, do not explicate. There are many different ways of learning, and some people learn by reading it themselves. Some people learn by demonstration. Some people learn by hands-on. There are different ways of learning. So you can talk until you're blue in the face, but if that person isn't getting it, then they probably learn through demonstration. So that was one. But then that leads me into number two. The second point that really hit home was that he said that anything that you've gained through argument is really a pyrrhic victory. Do you know what a pyrrhic victory is? Um, as a matter of fact, I do. Um, would you like for me okay. to define it? Please do. Um, and I would love to define it because I actually uh, learned this phrase this summer. So it's probably one of the newest things that I've learned. Well, not the newest thing, but something I'm very proud of. So a period victory is basically a victory where um, 
the 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 destruction the the damage that was caused to like your own forces is so great that it really wasn't worth it in the end so something like vietnam might be like considered a pyrrhic victory right we we went over there and we beat up some people and i mean they might consider that a win but we lost so many people so many resources and it really wasn't worth it in the end or like kind of arguing with your wife (laughs) exactly exactly and that's what i was gonna say your your definition of pyrrhic victory was very uh war strategist like and that's where it came from it came from war war yeah uh but if if i was going to use this in in corporate terminology i would say a pyrrhic victory is is a win right however the cost of that win was so great or so devastating that the losses that you took negate all the gains or the progress that you made yep which is essentially the same thing you said just in some corporate terminology mm-hmm. And it just really sucks when you win, but somehow you still lose. Right. So you gave a good example of that. Winning an argument with your wife, that is definitely a pyrrhic victory because sure, she's going to say, sure, hon, or yes, babe, or you're right. But you're going to pay for that in the long run because she's not going to forget that argument. You really didn't change her mind. She just got tired of arguing. Right. Another example of a pyrrhic victory is a man fighting a woman right you can a man beating the beating a woman to a pulp that's a pyrrhic victory because that man thought well at least i won however you didn't win because now you've lost the respect of everybody because you beat up a woman and you probably got some type of domestic violence uh charge against you so you're going to jail (laughs) right so that wasn't a win it wasn't really worth it you still lost so here's a that pyrrhic victory really hit home. Here's a top tip. If you feel like it's about to get physical with a woman and you're a man, just run away. Just run Easy. out the house, run out the building, just get out of there. Yeah. Yep. That's definitely easier said than done. But I will say that, men, you should definitely practice that. It's easier done. Again. <laughs> it's easy to do. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's easy to do. You just have to yeah. uh, demonstrate some self-control. And uh, exactly. realize that you don't want to ruin your life. Just run away. Exactly. That's true. And I'm speaking from not even just saying an argument with, you know, or you think it's going to get physical with a woman. Just getting physical with anybody. When you get pushed to that limit, when you think you're going to get physical, or you want to get physical. It's hard to it's hard. It's a hard choice to back down from that, especially men, because men are prideful and men don't back down and. I think men are are bred as from from a young age to hey you never give up you never back down you're a man so your advice Jaren is definitely good advice run away because you don't want to ruin your life you don't want to make a, a brash decision that's going to ultimately change the course of your entire life yeah i mean especially i mean well again with a woman if it's a guy you got to strong the man i'm sorry <laughs> I don't know, man. That's, I mean, that's not always fight, the, you know, if it's if it's agreed upon duel, you know, I think right. it's okay. <laughs> okay. So the problem with argument is that you really have no idea how the argument truly affected the other person, and they may not tell you. Chances are they won't tell you that you just made an enemy. So you can 
again, argue till you're blue in the face. And as Jaron quoted, uh, you make that other person feel inferior and you make them feel some kind of way. And you have no idea how that argument is going to make them feel. And because of that, uh, you could have just made a permanent enemy. Right. Um, have you ever been in an argument where you said something you really didn't mean, but after you said it, you can't really take it back, right? Right. I mean, when you're in an argument, you're in the heat of the moment, you're saying you've already tried to make your point, and now you're trying to come up with creative ways to make that point again, and maybe you get frustrated with the person not understanding where you're coming from or not agreeing with you, and you just start saying things off the top of your head, and then you say some words that are very hurtful or painful, and they hurt the other person's feelings, and you want to take them back, but you can't. Or even yourself, you think, ooh, I probably shouldn't have said that. That happens when you argue. So you want to try to back away from those long arguments. You want to try to demonstrate. It's And it's it's probably best that you just avoid the situation. Um, and uh, the triple OG, Dale Carnegie, I know this isn't about Dale Carnegie, but when this uh, when I first read this law, um, this is the first example I thought of. And out of all the examples from um, how to win friends and influence people, like one of the stories that always stuck out to me was this one. And uh, Dale Carnegie basically was at this party and he was it was uh, like a party for this guy who flew around the world. He's like one of the first people to fly around the, the earth, flew around in mm-hmm. 30 days. And there was a guest there who was just kind of talking and sharing stories. And he said a quote. Um, I forget exactly what the quote was, but let's say it was to be or not to be. Okay. Right. And everybody knows where that quote came from, right? Yep. Well, well this guy, we know. this guy said it came from the Bible. Okay. And Dale Carnegie was like, um, I'm pretty sure it came from Shakespeare. And the guy was like nope I am certain it came from the bible and Dale Carnegie had a homie who was sitting there next to him who was actually a writer and he was really heavy into plays and he asked him he was like hey man tell this guy you know that to be or not to be came from Shakespeare and the guy kind of kicked Dale Dale under the uh, table he was like you know what you're wrong that did come from the bible and later, Dale said, you know what? You knew you now, you know, that came from Shakespeare. And he was like, yeah, it did. But why not let the guy save face? This is a festive event. And what would you get out of proving this guy wrong? You know, is that going to make him like you? And so Dale was like, you know, that that stuck with him. You know, it was like one of the most important lessons that he learned. Mm hmm. Um, was basically okay. always avoid the acute angle. And so, um, yeah, so basically just, you know, if you can, which most of the time we can, just avoid the argument. Like, there's no reason, you know, in in, in this context, you know, this is about arguments, but this is also about winning over people. And ultimately, um, coming back to the power cast, you know, part of, getting power is to influence people you're not going to win over anybody 
by beasting them in an argument. You know, not get at it, all. Getting the better of them. You're not. You're not going to make them love you because of that. All they're going to remember is that this guy made me look stupid in front of everybody. Right. And if you have that situation, then you've just made an enemy inadvertently. You probably didn't mean to, but you just made an enemy now. So and a thing to think about is that conversation can general conversation can turn into an argument right yeah i mean it's it doesn't take long it's a thin line between conversation and argument but they are different if you would ask me what the difference is i would say conversation is a two-way street each person says their view and you kind of take turns giving an even amount of dialogue that would be a conversation it starts turning into an argument when it becomes an unhealthy disagreement because in a conversation you can disagree as long as you respect each other's views and you continue to disagree however argument is an unhealthy disagreement where there's one person talking over the other or one person talking more than the other or one person trying to convince the other to agree with your views you've just embarked upon an argument at that point and, and here's and a piece you, i'm sorry I know you go ahead. Uh, here's a piece I left out of, of the story. Um, he also mentioned how the guy did not ask for his opinion. So like you said, our argument or a conversation is a back and forth two way kind of even Steven situation where right. it's kind of understood that I'm going to say something. I expect for you to give your opinion. Right. Right. But if I'm just telling the story. You know, is it best, you know, is it always, a, um, is it a good thing for you to jump in and correct me? You know, right. Why not just let the story breathe? Right. right. You know where it really came from. So in, in that example it would be like, I'm telling a story and I say a fact, which I think is a fact, but it's wrong. And you jump into the story and say, hey, you, you know that that that's not how it goes. Right. It's really it's really like this. What do you gain from that? Yeah, and if it's just, just let, talking. let the person tell their yeah. If it's just, just, the if it's just talking, as long as you're not teaching a class or something, you know. Right. And even then, you, you might not want to jump in and tell your teacher what actually, um, you know, the answer is for. Uh, right. It depends. It depends. No, no. It um, depends on how you say it, I think, too. I think if you say, what? actually, I got four because I did this. And then the teacher might be like, oh, yep, you're right. I forgot right. to do this. You can't. Or if you can, if you can wait to the end of class. Right. And demonstrate, as OG said, show the person, well, this is what I found. I think that there was something that was misspoken or I think that there was something that I didn't hear properly. I thought you said this, but this is what I understand it to be. Just you and that person, yeah. you and that teacher, and make the correction then instead of in the heat of the moment trying to go back and forth with the teacher. In front of everybody. Because, exactly. So that's going to make them feel a certain way if you do it in front of everybody. If you correct them in front of people, that's going to make them definitely resent you. Because if you think you're right and they think they're right, that conversation will then turn into an argument. And it's rare to convince the other person that you know it's rare to convince that other person that you're right at that point so you tell that teacher no you're wrong it's not that it's this 
and they're like no i'm the teacher i've been doing this for 30 years i know what i'm talking about and then you just go back and forth that teacher's not going to back down and you're not going to back down it turns into an argument and there's no good that's going to come out of or that. even so, or even if they do say you know what you're right but you just kind of fronting them in front of the entire class they're going to remember that on the next quiz when you just forget to carry <laughs> one or some stupid stuff like that and they're going to be deducted you've points. Just, you've just attempted to outshine the master and they will crush you. Yeah. Law number they're one. Gonna, they're going to have resent and they're going to have resentment and that's what it all comes down to, man. And <laughs> you have to pick and, and again, choose your battles. <laughs> yeah, and again, the OG says that if you want to get your point across, do it through demonstration. That example we just came up with about your a teacher is teaching a class or whether someone it could be at work someone is talking in front of a group of people and if they misspeak you don't have to go out of your way to show that you know what it really is you can you can do it by pulling that person to the side because making someone feel embarrassed isn't going to gain you any any friends right absolutely and it's definitely not the it's definitely it's definitely not the power play it's not the power play very rarely is it the power play um so you got to be very very careful with that if you think that if you think that something is better or you know better then show them what makes it better rather than arguing i had a situation where i was with some church folk and i was at the church and the air conditioner went out mind you it's about 105 degrees it's hot as hell literally okay it's really really hot um, and I was going to help this person fix the air conditioner. Now, I don't know about air conditioners that much, but I do know how electricity works. So when we get up to the roof, this gentleman goes to grab for the fuse. And I say, whoa, wait, don't touch the fuse. Did you turn the air conditioner off? He was like, no, well, it's not working. So it should be powered off. And I told him, well, I don't think that that means that is any that doesn't mean that there isn't any energized parts i don't want you to get shocked right. and he's like no no i do this all the time okay and i said wait wait let me show you something and i took the screwdriver that i had in my hand and i touched the metal screwdriver to the fuse yep. and it blew the tip of the screwdriver off now that was a stupid example it was in the heat of the moment and I wanted to show him that I knew what I was talking about, although I did it through demonstration. I mean, that tip could have flew in somebody's eye. We didn't have on safety goggles. It was a stupid choice. However, it was better than him grabbing it and it blowing him off the roof or it shutting his heart down <laughs> from the current drop. So did he thank you? Know you know what I'm saying? Did he thank you after this or? He was, he was really, really shocked. His face got really big and he did say thank you. And you know what? And so I, I basically just saved his life. <laughs> and that's just, and I was just gonna say, and that's a situation where I feel like it's okay. Like I said, you know, we said that there's certain situations where it's okay to you know step in and correct a person. Life or death situation, obviously. You know, you have to kind of step in and be like, "Yo, you like about to kill yourself." Right. I didn't want to sit there and argue with him about it. It was nothing to argue about. I knew what the hell I was talking about. And I knew that I had a screwdriver, a metal screwdriver that had a plastic handle. I wasn't really worried about uh, getting yourself, shot. Yeah. Or yeah. you could have just let it, or you could just let him do his thing to prove your point. 
And like you said, <laughs> I mean, that's that, that's that's a part of the demonstration, it, right? It would have been it would have been equally as effective. <laughs> <laughs> But a lot more painful, man. That would have been a lot more painful. Man. For me, that would have been a Pyrrhic victory because I knew he was going to get blown <laughs> off the roof. Yes, I won the argument, but I would have been sad. I wouldn't be able to live with myself that this church man just blew himself off the roof. Shoes smoking and all, man. Nah, dog. I can let him do that. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. All right. So yeah, the OG the OG was talking about when when aiming for uh for power, you need to try or when aiming for power or trying to conserve it, like you're trying to keep the power, mm-hmm. you always want to look for the indirect route. Okay, you don't you don't want to look for the route that's going to be so flashy, and that's and that's what we were talking about um, when we're saying you don't have to go and make someone feel bad or try to make them look stupid in front of people. You want to indirectly show that you know what you're talking about. Let them stumble upon it or let them see it for themselves. And also, you should actually choose your battles carefully. You shouldn't be wasting your time on something that you or trying to create a demonstration for something that, you know, in due time, they're going to understand what it really is. Yeah, right. So if you I was just going to say, like, with that with that whole Shakespeare versus the Bible thing, eh, why waste your energy? Like it is is really not that important, and then eventually, you know, the dude will run across, you know, somebody saying Shakespeare said to be or not to be, and he will realize how stupid he looked that night. Right, and it it could have turned. Just think of what that could have turned into. It could have turned, and I know what I'm talking about. And then people start talking about their credentials, and then when you start talking about your credentials, and that person doesn't have as many credentials as you do now. They feel like you think you're better than them, so now they gotta pound you out. Like, they gotta yo, show yo, you. Yo, dog, on my mama. <laughs> <laughs> when they start clapping their hands, saying "On my mama," run, okay? No, nah, man. But seriously, uh, it could have turned into a. It could have been a debacle based off of something that doesn't even make a difference. You could have let that man tell his story. It doesn't. It doesn't even matter. So just think about that when you're in these discussions and you're in your conversation where there's healthy dialogue and it starts taking a turn for the worse. Think about it and think about the fact that you don't need to argue. Is this even worth arguing about? A lot of times it's not. And sometimes when it is worth arguing about, stop the argument and find a way to demonstrate it. Because if it's better or if you know what you're talking about, just show them the facts. All right. All right, man. So do you got a reversal this week or is this another rare occasion where there is no reversal? Yes, sir. There is a reversal. You know, the OG rarely goes without the reversal. So you're right about that. The OG says that arguments can be used as a tool to distract and cover your tracks if you're caught using deception or if you're caught in a lie. So in those times... You do want to argue. You have an example of why you should argue. You caught using deception or caught in a lie. Yeah. Well, I have one. Um, it happened to me um, back in the day. It was probably like the seventh grade, and basically, um, my father had given me this watch, and 
this one uh kind of like the the school bully one of the school bullies uh-huh he's like oh man let me see your watch and it was kind of early in the year and i guess the school bully was also kind of considered a cool kid and um he was the bully and the cool kid well you know it's kind of like in hip-hop culture the gangster is also the cool guy oh gotcha and urban culture and so uh that that was the case here and so um he's like let me see your uh, your watch and i'm like okay and you know i'm giving it to him and i'm like thinking like oh here we go he's like oh man let me go show uh this other kid you know the watch and so he walks off and then later i go and ask him hey can i get my uh, you know where's my watch at and he's like oh uh so-and-so has it i go so-and-so he's like oh yeah i gave it back to so-and-so and i'm like oh man and, and then like when i was asking him about it they did the typical getting loud like man that's on everything i love that uh i don't, I don't got that watch <laughs> that's on my dead grandmama yeah, they, they they start putting it on everything and basically got really kind of upset, um, got emotional about it as if, you know, because obviously they were caught, you know, in a lie and they were caught stealing. But, right. you know, they, they took the way out of making it seem like they're really passionate about um, this lie. They're passionate about their truth. This truth. Right? They're, they're, fight, truth, they're yeah. fighting for their truth. Right. And so, um, so yeah, that's the, I think that goes along with the reversal. Um, where is that, How did the reversal go? The fact that argument can be used as a tool to uh, distract people by covering your tracks so, or so if you, you're caught in a lie. So they were caught in a lie. They, their distraction was arguing, basically. Right to to you know they argued their point of i gave it back to someone so yep you know the more confidence that you the funny thing with people is that the more confidence that you show that you have about something people tend to believe you more so in arguments that's why people tend to get louder more vocal uh tend to use their hands more because they think that people are going to believe them with this uh with this display of emotion and these theatrics <laughs> i put that on pyru <laughs> straight up though yeah that's what he said <laughs> yep <laughs> that's what he said he put that on pyru yeah, he put it on bloods or something yeah yeah that is so crazy y'all was in st louis though huh yeah Never heard of a Pyro Street there, but all right. (laughs) Uh, That's a different conversation. Take us on out of here, Jane. All right. Well, again, love, love, love this one. I think this is one that everybody, this is one law everyone could put into practice. Um, You could do that immediately. You probably could even do it tonight. You could do it at lunchtime. You could do it at any moment. You could do it on the internet. You could do it in a lot of places. Um, this is one of the easiest, but I feel like one of the most powerful laws of power for power to um, put into um, into practice. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So this has been another 
episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast. Um, next week, the next law is law number 10. And this one is about infection. Um, not not like like Ew. an infected foot or tooth or something. Yeah. It's about people that are infected or that are infections. So avoid the unhappy and unlucky. And I know some people like that. And um, I've avoided them. So uh, I think this will be a good one. Um, I'm I'm sure we'll both have some good stories um, about these types of people. Don't want to start an epidemic, man. Kill the infection, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And as always, uh, make sure you check out the main podcast, the Corporate Streets podcast that we put out on every Tuesday. Every single we had a really good one. We had a couple of guests last week, so make sure you check that out. Um, it was fun, too. Yeah, it was, it was a good one. And um, also, if you have any questions, you want to email us. If you still email people, I don't know who emails people anymore. But if you feel like emailing us, you feel like being nostalgic, you can email us at <laughs> the corporate streets, corporate streets with a Z at gmail.com. Um, or if you are uh, living in the year 2016, you can hit us on Twitter. Um, and that's at Boom. Corp Streets. Yeah. And if you're still in 2014 and you are still um, on social media with your grandparents, you can hit us on Facebook. <laughs> on the Corporate Streets podcast on Facebook. My grandma actually did uh, join Facebook, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> but, right on? Yeah. She's on there? <laughs> She's on there. Alright. <laughs> Alright, guys. And this is the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast for people that are here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, but they're all out of bubblegum. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's if your two your two things is to kick ass and chew bubble gum. But you all out of bubble How gum. do you run out of bubble gum, bro? It don't cost that much. You just here to kick ass now. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> you had two jobs, dog. You only had two jobs. <laughs> Peace. Alright. enrichment and goal attainment thank you for listening to the corporate streets 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 the corporate streets